Before we start, we'd like to remind you, dear Echoers, that today's podcast episode is for educational purposes only. Please seek professional help for a proper diagnosis. Hello, hello, dear Echoers, and welcome to our new Echo episode. It's Miriam again with my lovely co-host, Yusra. Welcome, Yusra. Glad having you with me. Yeah, I'm glad too. Thank you for coming again. Tonight we chose for you, dear community, a very interesting topic that we possibly all have or not. Well, I hope not all of us, but it is something that touches us, especially the youth, and it's social anxiety. Yeah, social anxiety disorder. Exactly. We're going to talk all this topic and all its aspects and the difference um, between it and stress and what all the symptoms and everything. So first of all, Yusra, please, can you tell me what is exactly social anxiety? Well, I think before talking about social anxiety disorder or social anxiety, or I mean, social phobia to be specific, uh, I need to highlight something. There's a difference actually between feeling nervous like we normally feel see when you feel anxious and you feel those butterflies in your stomach when you're about to meet a huge group of people or people you don't know like this normal casual nervousness and actually having social anxiety disorder there is actually a small different thing between them Mm -hmm. well that's interesting would you say that um, one causes the other, or are they uh, separate con- separate conditions? Let's start first with the definition of this social anxiety. Actually, it is more than just shyness. We might think that because we're shy of talking to people or taking the sentences or taking a speech in public or having, um, I don't know, a chat with a group is social anxiety. Actually, it's not. Social anxiety is the fear that does not go away and affects everyday activities, self-confidence, relationships, work and school life. Many people occasionally worry about social situations. But someone with social anxiety feels overly worried before the events, during them, and after them, or possibly all cases together. So, for example, you might have social anxiety if you worry about doing everyday activities or everyday routines, such as meeting strangers or friends, starting conversations, speaking on the phone, working or shopping, ordering a normal pizza in the restaurant, it could be really simple, but really freak out of doing it. Also, there is um, an avoidment or a worry a lot about the social activities, such as sports, conversations, gathering, eating with family, or even parties. Can you imagine that, Yusra? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that it's pretty common in all different ages as well. True, true. That's really, really happening nowadays. Also, some people really worry about 
doing something, I think it's embarrassing and and yeah, yeah, true. They think that everyone is uh, probably judging them or looking down at them when it's not really happening. Yeah, which is why some people who struggle with social anxiety tend to really analyze their behavior, their flaws, and literally everything they said or did after a social, uh, like, intera- after socially interacting with people. True, that's true. And sometimes it could even cause uh, this chronic anxiousness or chronic fear of um, being normal or just doing something really regular and just being yeah. human, <laughs> as if it's too much to handle for them. Yeah, exactly. And this is basically the difference between uh, daily anxiety and feeling nervous on a daily basis and actual social anxiety disorder, because social anxiety disorder is uh, even more stressful than regular anxiety, because we all feel these little butterflies and your hands start to sweat and you feel a little bit anxious and scared before going into, let's say, social meeting. But social anxiety is even more scarier than that. And it might push you to cancel really important plans or it can make you fail in really, really important points in your life just because you're scared of people and scared of them judging you or seeing you in the first place. True, true. And it happens a lot, especially uh, for teenagers and uh, young adults, uh, according yeah. to statistics, yeah. Yeah, even for adults. I mean, it's pretty common in different ages. Exactly. Also, there is this thing that is taking place, and we see it a lot in the streets, and it could manifest in avoiding eye contact and having this low self-esteem, walking as if someone is barely wanting to walk, like, you know, dragging feet. Uh, and yeah. internally, there are all this, um, um, this, the symptoms of uh, sometimes feeling sick, uh, sweating hands or feet, trembling, yeah. maybe trembling, or a pounding heartbeat, or as we call it in, in scientific terms, palpitations or fast heartbeats. Uh, yeah. Some people could even have this kind of short breath, like they can barely breathe, and it becomes close to having a panic attack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty much similar to a panic attack. Yeah, you can actually say that. And people who struggle with social anxiety, especially severe social anxiety, say that like what they experience is pretty much very similar to what they experience during a panic attack or yeah. when people are involved in accidents and so on. It feels like being in a actual physical threat. True, true. Uh, it, I can... it can also cause a slow thinking process. So see when you find yourself in front of a group of people and suddenly you feel like your brain stopped working for a second. You cannot think, yeah. you cannot really talk, and you just feel like you're frozen in general. It's like an inability to focus or concentrate. It's like your mind will literally freeze. Yeah, that's like one of the worst symptoms. Yes, this happens a lot, especially in front of adults, usually. <laughs> but it also can take the, the opposite side, like, you know, anticipating the, the speech or anticipating the actions. 
and then you end up doing a real mistake. Yeah, yeah, true. There is also um, the symptoms. I think we all have it, all this behavior of um, analyzing um, the flows in one self interactions or analyzing yeah. others. Um, so we can just keep the peace in the room or avoid conflict or something of the sort. Yeah, it's like limiting your own feelings and thoughts just because you feel like you have to make everyone else in the room comfortable and you have to make them like you. Otherwise, this social interaction wasn't a success. Yeah, yeah. and it's really about symptom. Like you should be yourself. You shouldn't be afraid of just expressing yourself naturally. That's so true. Yeah. It also uh, sometimes take the aspect of expecting the worst possible consequences of or the worst possible scenario in a situation like having this um fertile fertile imagination where you start creating scenarios that for example in a public speaking that you're going to lose your words or you're going to fall on the stage or for example in exams you're going to uh, to forget all what you have memorized as a lesson yeah. or your pen is going to dry <laughs> i don't know like <laughs> yeah yeah and actually actually these horrible scenarios that your brain will make up out of fear will actually sometimes make the person cancel what they were yeah like even if it was beneficial for them like giving a speech or so on or like just meeting up with friends that they missed and didn't see in a very long time all of these scary ideas are somehow going to chain you and you are going to be physically not able to go or join your friends or whatsoever yeah especially when it comes to meeting friends i can relate to that yeah, yeah it can cause you to even um, cancel the meeting in, in the very last moment. <laughs> yeah, really, especially if you're afraid of their opinion, how they're going to think of you when you didn't see each other in a long time. Will they think that I'm different? Did I change in a bad way? Will they judge how I look, how I dress, my behavior, my ideas, and so on? And it's just going to be horrible. True, true. That is uh, something we notice a lot, especially in friends or in um, in relative also please Yusra, i have a question yeah do you know how it does show for children children struggle with social anxiety too and it's mostly about interacting with adults for example and they may show symptoms by probably crying uh, clinging to their parents refusing to speak hiding and so on sometimes making a scene because they are scared or stressed and so on so it's not really only limited to us young adults it can even show in kids at a very very young age yeah now that i'm thinking about it when you said making a scenario I'm, i was thinking of a cousin that usually makes scenarios to 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 grab attention from his mother or something of the sort and i never thought it could possibly be anxiety in four children yeah it is it is actually it's because they're feeling so afraid of being in there let's in that situation so they need to get their parents attention for them to protect them like from other people and from the world in general Yet yeah. when it comes to social anxiety in adults, uh, adults generally avoid being the center of attention, unlike children. And they will yeah. do 
the best they can to avoid getting other people's attention at any cost. Yeah, I believe so. Um, this brought me a, a, an anecdote to mind, for example, when there was this um, this teacher who's, who's really nervous or angry toward his students and wanting to ask questions. The first thing we do is just avoid eye contact and we don't want to answer and we just, if we could run away from the class. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, I think that can be either normal anxiety or probably just high function in social anxiety because yeah. a severe one can be even worse and it's not only feeling scared of answering a question or doing a presentation in front of the class but like i said earlier it feels like you are being in a actual uh, accident or you feel physically threatened with bodily harm and these reactions like a cure during social encounters encounter encounters oh my god okay. these reactions occur during social gatherings that most would consider being harmless and normal like meeting with friends that you've known your whole life mm -hmm. and the responses are overwhelming to yeah. uh, as if you're going to experience a, a potential threat so yeah, yeah the difference is scary It's like when someone says, I'm struggling with social anxiety, you picture them scared of doing a presentation and so on. But sometimes they can have a really horrible panic attacks and it can even get to shaking, throwing up, like fainting and so on. It's really scary. Yeah, I can imagine that. There is also this um, this symptom I have read once in an article. It was so yeah. underrated and... I didn't know it could be from anxiety. It's actually muscle tension. And according yeah, to the article, um, according to the article, it could take any place. Like you could have tension in your shoulders, in your belly, in your legs, in your hands, in your neck. It could be anywhere possible. Yeah, uh, but the, this muscle tension is usually in the chest. Like your chest muscles are going to yeah. feel so tight and you're going to feel so out of breath to the point where you can possibly pass away or so that's dangerous and um thinking of it, it how the brain could be so dangerous but also strong to control us if it feels the threat it would directly transmit the signal to the body that it is in a threat or in danger And it would yeah. um, be so shrinked or so tired to even function. It's actually enor enormous. Yeah, but at the same time, we should also mention that all of these fears that people with social anxiety struggle with are just inside of their heads. Because yeah. the situation from, let's say, a neutral point of view, you're going to realize that it's just a person meeting with a group of people they already know or with simply other humans like other strangers there's no possible threat that could be in that specific situation yet our mind still managed to make that look very scary yeah thank you nation I, i thought before that that the 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 struggle was real like you are really struggling now that you say it i think that I have been messing around with my brain for so long. <laughs> yeah, which is sometimes you need, like, you need someone or you should 
do that for yourself. Like, you need to pick yourself out of your own thoughts and out of your own mind. And, like, just question it. Like, what is the uh, harm that could happen? Or, like, what's the possible threat in the specific situation? It's just me meeting with people. There's no actual physical threat or so on. So there's no reason. Come into to that to fear um or to to the anxiety again can you tell us the possible impacts of social anxiety on people in general yeah it's really really bad for the relationships that you have because you're scared to meet and you're not able to communicate or so on so that's really going to be like harmful So, as I said, it can destroy your relationships, it can cause depression. It mm-hmm. is the reason behind poor social skills, because if you're afraid of situation, of course, you're not going to socialize. And if you're no. afraid to interact with people, you'll never have good social skills in the first place. It also causes sensitivity to criticism. Because if you're afraid of everyone's opinion, you will never yeah. be able to take criticism nicely or take it as a let's say chance to improve you're always going to feel like it's a personal attack for you as an individual and not an idea to help you improve or so on it can also cause constant worry overthinking these haunting thoughts that everyone hates you no one stands to see you and everyone is judging you everyone is noticing how scared and shaky you are so it's really bad let's just call it overthinking and it can even cause difficulties in the most simple life task like just going to the grocery store and pick what you need to get just talking to the person who's like in this like people in the store is going to be scary so it really has a terrible impact on people's yeah. lives oh, i see i see now that you say it i think it's like um a ghost i would say an invisible thing a ghost that yeah. it could hunt someone's mind for so long but actually it's just an imagination a made-up scenario yeah, yeah so, and unfortunately social anxiety doesn't get the let's say the yeah, recognition it deserves if because most people who struggle with social anxiety don't even realize that and they just think that they are overreacting or like overthinking and so on and they don't really take social anxiety disorder seriously which is really sad to see because this is a that's a serious thing that we should all consider especially starting with our siblings friends relatives everyone around us yeah. and coming to that could it possible that it have a treatment does it have a treatment yeah of course there is a treatment to social anxiety i mean getting professional help and taking medications pills that your doctor may give you also talking to friends and family about it having conversation realizing that the social anxiety is a coping mechanism that you always had to protect you from things that your mind thought are it's also a way for your mind to protect you from yeah. possible threats or what your mind considered to be a threat so yeah as a short answer yes of course it is treatable yeah i see i see thank you so much Yusra, because sometimes we think that um when we go through something really 
uh, daunting or difficult. We think that it's it could be the end of the world and this is only me suffering and there's no way out of it. But generally, yeah. we we just magnify the problem instead of just searching for solutions. Yeah, true. Our minds tend to make things look even more scarier for some reason. Yeah. So as you said, the mind is is um, why us not to make us happy or peaceful. When it comes to that, um, can you suggest a way to help, for example, a friend who has social anxiety? Yeah, sure. But first, I'd like to mention that, like, one small fact, it's not that our brains don't want us to feel happy or so on, but it's a coping mechanism that we learned growing up because sometimes we didn't feel really comfortable with other people and meetings in general felt like a really huge threat. So your mind will pick up this trait to make you avoid Uh, socializing with people at any cost for it to protect you so I think in the first place like before even seeking for help or so on uh, it's better for us to realize that this is just a coping mechanism that our brains picked from past traumas that we had or bad events that we experienced and we can now let it go because it no longer serves us I think that's the very first important step then yeah. comes the help of other people yeah so a way that you can help a friend that is experiencing is to first of all help them focus on their feelings how they're mm -hmm. feeling for example during the honestly one of the best ways that you can help a social anxiety especially during that moment where helping them reframe in their thoughts. It's like when they're feeling anxious inside of their minds, experiencing these physical symptoms and so on, and really scared of people noticing them. One good thing that you can do is help them get out of that situation. Maybe go for a walk, maybe talk to them about something they enjoy, or even, let's say, help them shift the way they think about the situation. Like, just by simply asking them some questions, like, have you felt like this before? Yeah, it was okay. Nothing bad happened to you. You interacted with people before, and it was okay. Uh, also, for example, asking them, what's something good that can come out of this? Like, if you met new people, you can make new friends, you're going to have more fun times together, you're going to have amazing memories, and just helping them get of this storm of negativity that is making them feel like they are the worst person in that social gathering and so on. Also, don't criticize them and don't judge them for feeling scared or afraid because it's normal for them to feel like that. That help them focus on the positive feelings that they have. Or even if you couldn't, let's say, unfortunately, you couldn't take them out of that negativity. Maybe use some distractions, like go for a walk, listen to music, watch something you like, try to have some quality time until they feel more relaxed and able 
and have a conversation, then try to talk to them about this bad situation. Or you can even suggest uh, they seek treatment, go to therapy, take medications if necessary, and so on. I think that can be really helpful to someone who struggles with social anxiety to have someone that really cares for them for them when it comes to these hard moments. Yeah. But isn't it like a critical step to suggest uh, therapy sometimes? Because people tend to take it personally, like, what's wrong with me? Why should I, why should I see a therapist? I think it's because we have this bad idea concerning therapy and we think that only crazy people are the ones who need therapy. Let's just... Uh, honestly, mental health is just like physical health. See, when you feel a little bit ill, you feel a bit of your, let's say, stomach is hurting you, you're going to go see a doctor. So he can help you get through that, let's say, case or bad situation that you're having or disease and so on. Uh, It doesn't mean that something is necessarily wrong with you. It doesn't mean that you're going to die or so on. It just means that you need treatment. And you got it. We shouldn't take that personally. It's like if you're having a stomach ache and I walk up to you and I'm like, hey, you should, you should probably visit the doctor. Why would you take that negatively? It's obviously seeking the right, let's help from professional people. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for your um, solutions. These are really appreciated. I could never um, thought of it like... Um, this way, especially to help a friend or a family member, especially the point where you mentioned reframing the thoughts and making them see them differently or in a different way. Yeah, because like, uh, like actually, even if you didn't have a friend to do that for you, try to help your own self, be your own friend. And whenever you're having these, let's say, bad thoughts and these coping mechanisms start to work, you should acknowledge them and realize that this is not true. There is no actual threat, but it's just the coping mechanism that my mind is like holding on to to help me from an issue that doesn't even exist and try to like shift the way like you're thinking with your yeah. own self, like be your own friend. Yeah. True. I like the sentence. Be your own friend. Yeah, be your own friend. Yeah, I think I'm going to write it as a quote and um, glue it to my desk or something. Also the refrigerator or something of the sort. Yeah, you know, because sometimes we care so much about our friends, family, other people as a way of, let's say, seeking their care and attention as well because... You know, exactly. how, yeah, you know how they feel, so you would give them what you're missing. Yeah, exactly. So it's like when you see someone struggling with social anxiety, you'd give them the help that you wish someone else would give you. So yeah. I think in this case is why not be your own friend and try to cope with it yourself. Yeah, that's a lovely idea. Thank you so much, Israel. Now, I think that um, we had all the aspects of it and we should find solutions or we should discuss the solutions. 
do you have some ideas or some thoughts in mind on how to cope with it in general? Because I think we all go through it. There is no escape, at least once or twice. So what's yeah. all the possible um, solutions we have or we can take? Yeah, I'd say the first very important step is write down your thoughts, really. When you're feeling anxious and you feel like your thoughts are not straight, you start to have a mess inside of your brain. Just grab a pen and paper or just your phone keyboard whatsoever and write. Write your ideas. And see, sometimes when you're experiencing this mess inside of your head and then someone asks you, what's wrong? And then you suddenly don't find the words to it or express it because for some reason issues seem much much bigger in our heads but then if you verbally said what the issue is or you typed it or wrote it down or so on it's gonna look less threatening so when you're feeling anxious and you feel like the whole world is against you try to put down your thoughts and organize them write them down or if you couldn't write at that moment just say them verbally and the problem is like immediately going to start to look less, less threatening. The second thing that I would recommend is breath ex exercise, which is something that I personally do. And I really like it. Try no, to it. control, try to focus on your breath. When you're starting to feel anxious, let's mm -hmm. say your heart race is raising and so on. Focus on your breath, start taking deeper breaths because you see, we even lose breath. We feel nauseous when we feel anxious and so on. So getting enough oxygen and just focusing on that and getting out of your mind for a second is really going to help you to feel even more relaxed. Also, one thing that I personally like to do is like try self hugs or tap on your chest and so on until you feel physically calm. That, that really like soothes anxiety. Also, when you start working on getting over it, let's say now these two methods that I mentioned mentioned are good when you are during, let's say, that anxious moment. But then when you start working to get over it and put the scope mechanism away. Also, another your social anxiety and to start socialize a bit with people and how to get, let's say, improve your social skills and so on, I'd say the best way to approach it is by breaking down challenges, really, really, really smaller, approachable ones. For example, if you cannot really, let's say, go with your friends outside and socialize and so on, maybe start talking to your friends. I know it can be challenging, but just say, wave, ask how they're doing and so on. And that's going to be your first challenge. That's it. Don't try to go for, let's say, uh, even more challenging situations so you wouldn't trigger your social anxiety. Take really small, tiny, approachable, let's say, goals. Like start with saying, hey, and ask how they are another time then maybe another time try to have a bit longer conversation and so on until you start getting used to socializing with people without feeling that triggering fear also i'd say try to get out of your head don't be a slave to your own thoughts and if you're worried that people will judge you and you're scared of what they will say try to focus on what they actually say instead of assuming their opinions. It's like when you're sitting in a group of people 
or maybe it's just you and another person and they're sitting in silence and you start thinking, oh my God, they hate me. They think I'm stupid. They don't want to talk to me and just start having try to actually talk to them communicate with them know what they're thinking what they're thinking don't assume a bad thing just communicate on what and also don't take criticism as a personal attack you absolutely shouldn't do that like if you've done in a let's say work environment or so on like for example you've if you've done something wrong in a work environment one of your coworkers came up to you and told you that you've done something wrong, you shouldn't take that criticism personally and you should take it as a, let's say, a step or like a way for you to, to improve your performance. And you should not feel like any other person trying to talk to you or giving you advices on how you could do better or let's say just giving you criticism in general as an attack on you as an individual or as a person. And they, one important thing that you should be aware of is you heal, grow, and evolve. There will be people who will not really like that and appreciate that, and they will only seek past versions of you. And it is not your responsibility to please them, because the only person that you should care about is you your own self because if you're going to care about everyone else's opinion who's really going to care about you you should yeah. be your very first responsibility so yeah. you should not really worry about criticism and you should truly accept yourself and try to work on your flaws for the sake of improvement and not for the sake of pleasing other people and being a person that other people want you to be also, one important thing I need to mention, since I talked about breaking uh, challenges to smaller ones and working on them, don't forget that it is okay to fail. Sometimes. Expect yourself to like go in from zero social, let me be a social butterfly. That is not going to happen, and failure is actually a part of the process. So, you need. Like, you don't need to be constantly making progress and improving every single day. You're allowed to exist as you are and be present to what is unfolding. Like, you need to practice balance between growth and acceptance. Like, don't go hard on yourself. So what I'm trying to say generally is you are going to fail sometimes. Sometimes you're going to feel scared. And that's okay. It is okay. These days are normal. And you should accept them however they are. Sometimes we compare a person's last yeah. chapter or um, 20th chapter to our first. And we start getting nervous. Why aren't we progressing or making change or having a better situation or better friendship relationships? We yeah. know what the other person is going through or what did they broke or abandon or sacrifice? Also something that helped me much was, um, and I was um, guilty of, well, not guilty. We all went through social anxiety. Um, it helped me to go through it was connecting to nature. And by that, I mean, yeah. going to forests. Um, I know it's weird, but walking barefoot on the ground 
is probably one of the most lovely and soothing experiences you would possibly ever live. There's also mm -hmm. walking barefoot again in the beach and you would just let the waves um, gently fresh uh, or refresh your feet and thoughts and especially in the winter it's it's an amazing experience yeah. that all go through there is also if you can of course going uh, to you know going hiking or just walking i would recommend yeah. i would recommend alone of course but if you're not much into lonely activities you could at least take a friend or a sibling with you it's really refreshing in the early hours of the morning yeah and at last but not least go into the desert um like seeing the sunrise in the desert watching how the camels walk like just um contemplating how nature works and the slow yeah. pace it has it's really soothing actually yeah, you actually reminded me of something. Yeah? Yeah. What was it? No, it's uh, actually reconnecting with nature in general and seeing many different beautiful forms of life. Because sometimes we can be slaves to our own, let's say, brain, and we forget that us with our worries, with our heart pain whatsoever, are just small dot among billions of people in the middle of space like that thought is crazy so just going outside seeing different forms of life reconnecting with nature will help you see how small this world is or otherwise how big it is and how small your thoughts are and it's just gonna help you see that sometimes all of these issues that you're hurting your brain for are really not worth it yeah, that's really, that's really enlightening. And to see how nature works yeah. pushes me to think that why are we humans so much in a rush? Like human, uh, like the nature is this just so slow, but it yeah. gives results. And yet we get so much anxious while we are really trying so hard and so fast. Yeah, true. Isn't that just crazy? So I would like to thank you sort of, for the huge amount of information you gave me today. It's really amazing. I really learned a lot. Thank you so much. No, thank you for hosting this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, just you being here honestly like gave me tons of courage to do it because I was anxious about this myself. Oh, well, I'm glad you liked it and you um, you opened and shared all what you've got in that brilliant mind with us and to our lovely community because it's a sensitive topic we do not tackle or open a lot in our society. Yeah, yeah you actually reminded me of something. I wanted to mention this when we're about to finish. Uh, actually, if you see symptoms of social anxiety, and if you think that you have social anxiety, uh, I highly, let's say, recommend that you try to talk to a friend and try to cope with social anxiety, but also don't forget how important 
professional treatment or professional medication is. You also need to see a therapist because and take medications if your case is severe or so on, because just coping mechanisms alone are not going to help you. So I would totally agree with you, Yusra. Seeking professional help is always a good solution, uh, whether it is for us, for um, our friends, siblings, parents, if possible. Why not relatives, neighbors? Um, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Just when you see someone suffering, offering a helping hand is always generous and kind. And it could avoid many problems and even help someone who could be possibly in a depression. On this, our lovely community, our episode has taken end. Thank you so much, Yusra, for joining us and enlightening us with this with this information and talking a sensitive topic. I mean, why didn't we do this before? <laughs> I wanted to end this um, the quote by the wise man in Indian man who said, do not let the behavior of others destroy your inner peace. I think we should all work on our peace. On this, the echoers, I would tell you have a lovely night, to drink a lot of water, And I hope that you get lost in the echo.